probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to the Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for those sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. And tonight, he's coming live from the former home to the Resistance-based... The Blylenium system. Oh, the Blylenium. <laughs> what is it? Blylenium. Blylenium. Remember the Force Awakens? That's oh, it. you know. Blylenium system. There I was thinking we were going to th- go through to the Rise of Skywalker with maybe, maybe just one episode where we've not got a new Bly pun. But, <laughs> mate, me with little faith, am I right? People. Absolutely, mate. You've got to give I, it to I've Jabba got, the I've got Hud. some deep dives in canon as well, mate. I could go quite deep into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be when um, you're going to be saying, like, characters and names and planets from stuff that I've never even heard of. <laughs> from a comic that was released two years ago. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen, mate. That is the spice. But talking of spice, monsieur, mister... Hudson, this is the week of <laughs> the rise of Skywalker. This is our forty third show. Is that right, mate? It is forty third main show, dude. Forty th- third main shows. We've done a load of extra shows. We've done patron shows. You know, <laughs> like the, I, I cannot believe we're closing in on the end of twenty nineteen, and in in a matter of days, and like basically hours. We're going to be seeing Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, and I cannot wait to talk to you about it, and I cannot wait to see it. I can't wait to see other people's reactions to it, and it just feels so good to be on this show. Boom. It's bonkers, isn't it? Literally, by the time you guys are listening, the greatest listeners in the galaxy, it will be, like you say, hours. We would have had the world premiere the first reactions would have dropped. I'm sure the first spoilers would have dropped as well. So keep your wits about you guys. Yeah. But yeah, the end of the saga is upon us within days. This time next week, the Skywalker saga will be a thing of the past. It will be got. It will be done. Nine films, forty-two years done. Wow. This is the last time ever we'll be able to do a main podcast like this, where the Skywalker saga is still live. It's mental, isn't it, dude? For me. This whole experience feels so, so surreal. Um, And it's an absolute pleasure and an honor to do this podcast, to have you guys listening and interacting with us and just having fun. So, dude, I cannot wait to dip in this spicy cesspit of Star Wars. That is episode 43 of Star Wars Session. Yes, mate. I second everything you've just said there. This week is going to be spicier than a curry house on fire. So before we get <laughs> into any session, I thought you were going to say Brick Lane or something. <laughs> yeah, I like Brick Lane. I wouldn't wish anything on Brick Lane. Um, <laughs> so before it's a slightly different show this week because all of the news is Rise of Skywalker heavy. We'll deal with that in our you know central discussion. So to start mm. with, we're just going to jump straight in with a spoiler heavy review of Episode Six of The Mandalorian, which was titled The Prisoner, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And of course, this episode or chapter um, was directed by Rick Fumuyiwa. Um, and it was also written by him and also Christopher Yost or Yost, I'm, I'm going to go with. I'm going to say um, Yost. 
so yeah, I mean, I mean, this premiered obviously on Friday. Um, I only got round to watching it on the Sunday, mm-hmm. and I think again, this for me, like the Mandalorian, continues to be, I think, one of the best shows ever made. In my humble, biased Star Wars opinion, um, <laughs> and I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. However, this is, despite the fact I'm loving all of it. This was probably one of the weaker episodes for for me. However, mm. I'm still in love with it. That's my first reaction. What about you, mate? Um, well, last week I felt that. I think last week's one, uh, episode five, I wasn't big on that. I thought it was too many callbacks. It was a bit wishy-washy. Didn't go anywhere. Uh, chapter six, The Prisoner, back on track for me. I, I really nice. enjoyed this one. I'm not going to say it was the best show, no. best episode, but for me it's in the... It's in the top, what, certainly in the top three, I think. Probably number three, maybe. I really enjoyed this. It it kind of went back to basics, or back to what I thought The Mandalorian was going to be about. But I'm still hanging on to... We, to the, after the first three chapters, we said, I'm so glad we've got a linear structure. We're not just having kind of the Mando's problem of the week. And the last three episodes have just been The Mandalorian going to a different place and having to fight bad guys to save Baby Yoda, basically. And I'm slightly worried that that's what the format of the show is going to be going forward, just like on a chapter of the week type thing. However, I enjoyed, I think this one gave us a little bit more than last week because it gave us more of um, the Mando's moral code. His desperation, the fact that he's got no money, he's out of the guild, he's having to turn to these people. Yep. It was um, Mark Boone Jr. who played a guy called Ran. He was in Batman Begins and um, yeah. Breaking Bad, I believe, as well. So that I liked it. I thought it gave us a little bit more. I guess like last week was just kind of showing that the Mando, all he's got to do is take a few hits to his ship and he's, and he's grounded. But I think this one went a bit deeper into it. So it, in a nutshell, as you guys know, the Mando goes to visit one of his old mates called Ran on a remote um, state space station type thing. He basically needs a job. The guy sets him up with this bunch of misfits to go and break somebody out, uh, break a colleague out of what they just said was a, a botched job. In fact, it's a New Republic prison. And he has to go. Amanda has to go along with that. Turns out the misfits, surprise, surprise, aren't aren't good guys. And Amanda ends. They end up turning on him. He ends up fighting his way out of it. So you said that it wasn't one of your your better episodes for you. What was it about it for you then, mate? So for me, it just felt like again I was kind of expecting a return to some sort of main story. But the, the, mm-hmm. the truth is, I guess we don't really know what the quote unquote main story is. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, so from from that point of view, um, it wasn't my favourite. Um, and it, it just felt like, oh, so he's going to do it like an, another job, which I guess he kind of needs to do, right? He's still working. He is a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. He needs to go that bounty hunt. Profession. Um, and I get that. <laughs> I understand that. Um, it, it There was just something sometimes missing about it. And, and there was just something not always right. Um, and I haven't managed to con- necessarily... I mean, I've only seen it the one time. A lot of the other episodes I've like watched twice. I've gone through them twice yeah. or something. This I've only seen the once. So maybe that's something to do with it too. Um, but I will say one thing. I, I, it's probably easier for me to say what I what I prefer about it. Ironic. Ironic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ironic. So, okay. Do, do you mind if I just drop some of what I really enjoyed about it? you want, my yeah, man. Um, okay. So some of my favs on chapter six of mandalorian this is going to be a little bit of a of a different one and i'm not sure who's Ooh. noticed this or not and i'll Ooh. be interested to see if you have mate and I'll that be is um 
that the music in this episode was different. I noticed it was different, but uh, it didn't jump out to me. Dude, it was hip hoppy. Yeah. It was like there was like more trap music in it, and like, <laughs> like this is gonna be a really poor impression, but like the. <laughs> <laughs> like you're hearing the, this guys <laughs> yeah beatboxer um <laughs> I, you know store sessions <laughs> pirate radio station um no but seriously like for me i really liked that there was a different spin on on the music like even some of the mm-hmm. themes i've already heard it was kind of like updated for this episode i thought that was really sick this this episode felt large it felt large in scale it the world building was extraordinary and Mm -hmm. i really i thoroughly enjoyed that i thought that was amazing and to add to that my favorite thing about the world building was that dude we saw new republic stuff you know hearing hearing the de facto um big boss organization not being the empire but the new republic i thought was sick that was amazing mm-hmm. and yeah. the fact that we saw like the new republic ship a, a a a um like pilot um or guard or whatever like admin dude don't know what it was um <laughs> with like the new republic uniform on it which actually i don't know if you noticed but the badge of the um new republic on his uniform kind of looked like the eu symbol just, yeah, it, just it didn't the, look like the one from Aftermath, which is what, where they kind of debuted it. It looked a bit different. Yeah, just basically with the like the rebellion logo in the middle, and then like stars all around it with a blue background. I was like, oh, EU match. Good point. Um, and for people who might not know, I mean, most of you, I would imagine, would know this, but that I'm I, by that I say European Union. Yes, yeah, just yeah, to yeah, clarify, not, not the Spanish expanded. Universe. Yeah, yeah, didn't look yeah, yeah. Spanish. <laughs> orcs anyway so we we that i thought that was sick you know and and the world building felt amazing and see new republic droids oh mate Ooh, security droids spicy Do you, yeah it was it was great yeah. and again seeing all the different races and stuff awesome sweet my uh here you go oh, do you know what classic luke i'm gonna go back to a negative here we go something i didn't like was the droid uh zero and uh, yeah, zero. Not that I hated him or anything, but it, there was just something off about him. It, it was like he didn't move like a droid. Mm-hmm. It was like there was a dude in a suit moving mm-hmm. about. Like if if someone I can't told, remember how he moved. If you did the visual, if you did the visual slightly different, and uh, you told me it was an alien, I would have believed you. You that know, droid, like it. Yeah. Yeah, as opposed to a droid, it, it it's hard to explain. I, I remember him Loved lifting his voice blaster to to Baby Yoda, brr, and I, that that I remember that. And he's got a very fluid way of moving, which is not like the droids we've seen before. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing with Star Wars. It could be that that's just how that droid works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so yeah, okay, but nevertheless, for for that moment when I was watching it, it kind of I I couldn't help but think that. Other than that, I thought this episode like rocked, and it was the longest episode. Hey, uh, it was yeah, about forty all in about forty three minutes. Yeah, I, I, dude. It, once again, I know I've said like it wasn't my favorite. I still loved it. I'm still digging it. <laughs> yeah. The world building's still sick. The effects. I can I, I I I say this every week, mate. My missus is gonna want to kill me because <laughs> I keep saying it because it looks so good, so good. That's fair enough. Yeah, because well, like I say, last week was my turn to not. Enjoy. It seems like you enjoyed this episode more than I enjoyed last week's episode which is interesting there was a lot i liked about this it was i found it quite obvious from 
the get go that it was all going to go Pete Tong. These got these are mercenary bounty hunters. They weren't just going to take this outsider on. And you could mm. just tell by the way that Mark Boone Junior was talking with Bill Burr. Bill Burr, the comedian, was as Mayfield was great in this. I thought as the kind of leader of this yeah. bounty hunter group. And I've heard people getting uptight about Bill Burr. Bill Burr's Boston accent in space. Oh, it took me out of it because of his Boston accent. Did they not hear Barla Teak in The Force Awakens with that quite clear Scottish That's accent? Stupid. As if, do you know That's what I mean? Like, he comes say. out and I thought, come on. I thought he was good. I thought the, the bounty gang were a bunch of dweebs, but they weren't supposed to be likable. And that's what I liked about them. Um, Clancy Browner's Berg, which was the Deveronian, the devil, the flameproof devil guy, was good. Um, I, li- I liked Natalia Tenya as the Twi'lek Jeanne. I know lots of, uh, a few people were kind of on the fence with her. I thought she was pretty good, actually. I, I quite liked her. I'm glad we're going to potentially see more of her and the gang by the sounds of it. I liked, um, at the end, when when the Mando breaks out of prison, he he turns into the Bat-Mandalorian. He's stalking yes. these geezers all around. The, the lights have gone red. And that one when he gets at Mayfield where the lights are flickering and every time it turns on, he's that bit closer. That yes. was beautifully done. Beautifully Ooh, executed. Drink. Um, the X-Wings. There were so many cameos in this. You had the X-Wing yeah. pilots. You had Dave Filoni, Rick Famuyiwa, and Deborah <laughs> Chow were the pilots. And um, Matt Lanter, the voice of Anakin Skywalker, he was the new Republic guard. He was ah, the guy. Yes. I was yeah. wondering who that was because I knew, I read beforehand that Matt was going to be in it. And then while I was watching it, it that totally went out of my mind. But, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. And um, again, um, I know, again, lots of people aren't overly keen on the fact that Amando keep, keeps getting it handed to him every episode. But I, I quite like the fact that he isn't just tearing people up. He's having to fight to survive. Yeah. And well, he gets thrown like in that it... prison. And he, he has to fight his way out rather than just taking them out willy-nilly. Yeah, he's not perfect, but no, you know, like he he's going to make mistakes, but also he's not the best fighter in the world. He's a real good fighter. The show clearly demonstrates that and does a good job of showing he's that. He's got a lot of weapons but, as well. You no, know, he's not. Yeah, of course, and that comes hand in hand with uh, Mandalorian culture being trying to use such a diversity of weapons um, at your fingertips. You know, that's in itself is a skill. And so, yeah, I, th- I think, you know, all things considered, I think it's been sick. But yeah, I, I, do you know what? It's funny you you said at the start of that about accents. Mm-hmm. It was, I thought it was really cool to hear another southern USA um, accent yeah. in, in Ran. Mark Boone, right? Junior, yep. his his accent was, was southern. And um, I thought that was really refreshing because I watched The Last Jedi, which I'll come back to later on in Oop. the show. I watched TLJ on Friday, just gone. And there is that alien on Canto Bight that has that like crazy, stupid Southern <laughs> USA yeah, yeah. accent. Is, is and he the the, uh, the police kind of guy? He's a back when they park on the beach. It, that's the one, it, mate. Yeah, that's the one. And it just doesn't. I just kind of don't buy it. I don't buy it. But <laughs> it, I thought it was really cool to hear like an actual Southern USA accent on on a human um, mm-hmm. in Star Wars. And yeah, that's the Boston accent. Like, I don't even notice that sort of stuff, you know? Like, mm. they, like Star Wars is big enough to have all kinds of accents. Like, I tell you what sort of accent we need to hear in Star Wars, mate, and that is a flipping South African accent. Yes, we do. Mate. We've had Ben Mendelsohn, he's Australian, and, and the, the South Africans will kill me for even comparing that, but... Uh, so we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, southern hemisphere, correct hemisphere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, a couple thousand miles away, but we're getting yeah. closer. We're getting closer. We're getting, yeah, come on, Mendo, just, you know, 
bang the drum a but bit it's more. It's true. Like the the Star Wars universe is just full. It's 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 significant. It's it's full of um, American people and British people. You know. Yeah, it is. Because yep. and yeah, and one Scottish person. Yeah, and yeah. one Scottish dude. You know why not? Why? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sick, isn't it. We we love it. You love it. Kids love it. So. Yeah, if they want a couple of Essex boys or Essex-based lads, we'll come and help oh, out as well. So, every day. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I guess the one of the main drawbacks for me was the ending, as wicked as it was to see the X-Wings, and I loved seeing the X-Wings, the older models yes. as well. It doesn't really set anything up for the... We've got two more episodes left. We need... I think Giancarlo Esposito's Moff, Moff Gideon, he's in the next episode. So we're going to get back to some Imperial presence. I think we need to get back to some sort of structure and... Yeah. Again, I've, I've said this three times now, but a lot of different people have their own opinions on that, whether they like it um, serialised or not. But I, the first three episodes just popped so much, and they were so good. I'd love to get back to that where we have more of a overarching presence, whether that's Imperials or totally not. But agree. I don't know where we're going for the next episode, but I think we're going to get some Imperials. Yeah, I, I we think will. we're going to get some Imperials, some Imperial scum, you know. Um, yeah. It's, it's it. got to happen. It's got to happen, mate. It's got to happen. But um, yeah, the, and and that's the thing. I guess part of it was the fact that the last episode obviously set up that mystery at the end, and then yep. this episode's kind of felt like that never happened a little bit. But obviously, that might mm-hmm. that might come to fruition in the in the next chapter. But yeah, that just felt a a little odd. It felt like we were really getting into something, and then suddenly to go on a different story. You know, it felt a, 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 just a, a little odd. And I guess that is probably also one of the reasons why this isn't as, as uh, rated on my list as the other episodes. Mm-hmm. But that's it, mate. Other than that, this this series yeah. is hands down one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree with that. Even if even if we've had our gripes with the last two episodes, we're still clearly head and shoulders of, above 99% of what's out there already, apart from maybe match of the day. Depends if Southampton yeah. win. Um, so, before we move <laughs> on to the... Which we don't often. Before we move on to the main discussion then, or just our chat, basically. Question for you. I think, I, um, I think I've got three or four characters. Are they coming back in the next two se- episodes? First one is Grief Karga. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be back. I have a feeling, like, from... And this might be cheating, but from the trailers, I think they go back to that planet where the... Um, Mandalorian hideout was where Grief Cargo is. I think they called it. Yeah, that's where I think. Um, yeah, IG Eleven. Nah, I, I, which I'm really disappointed about. But no, I don't think he's coming back. I think he did. Yeah, that hole was quite big in his bonds, wasn't it? Yeah. In his life. Yeah. Um, Kuil. Oh, I'd love to see Kuil. I would love to see Kuil. I hope so. I'm not too sure though. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe at the end they all come together to you know, I don't know. Like, spoken they've they have spoken yeah yeah never know it might yeah i don't know <laughs> and last one then is i'm getting a hashtag going again hashtag where's cara dune are we seeing cara dune in either of the next two episodes uh i could see um the whole gang getting together because the mando mm-hmm. needs them so yes i think so and that's where i could see kuil coming into it as yeah. as well so if like kara and kuil come and help mando you know i don't know kill some dude <laughs> yeah. kill some baddies <laughs> sweet, sweet. Uh, i'm just surprised like she was front and center of the marketing and hasn't 
been in yeah. it very much. So I'd like to see. Well, IG Eleven was too. Like IG Eleven was on a couple of, like the banging posters. It's true, but I mean, she was at all the press tours and all the interviews and everything. Yeah. So. Yeah, I reckon they'll come back. Good, hopefully. Um, but then we'll see. We'll find that next week when we should be getting Giancarlo Esposito and probably not Dub Boba Fett. So that is the Mandalorian. What did you guys think of the Prisoner? Is did you find it one of your best? Was it one of your worst? Did you think it was a bit rubbish, or do you think it was awesome? Let us know what you thought. But we thought it was pretty good. So you mentioned earlier on that there's a little indie film coming out in a few days' time. Might have heard of it. It's called The Rise of Skywalker. Shall we have oh. a little chat about that, mate? Mate, let's just like that. We're on these like diving boards at the moment and that sweet <laughs> sweet pool at the bottom is is that deliciousness that is episode nine the rise oh. of skywalker Bathing and i'm it. about to jump in face first or belly first into <laughs> that bad boy let's do oh. it mate let's do it mate so but we're just we're, we 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 got no notes we got no poster notes we're just going to riff this one we just want we just wanted to chat about the lead up to the rise of skywalker you know i mean ever since you know, the last Jedi ended. We knew we were getting this film. Mem- moments, memories, I don't know. What we think about the sequel trilogy. Any last minute hopes from fears for the film. Just have a chat about, you know, this is the last Skywalker film. So let's just talk about it. So, I mean, the lead up to this film started off slow. But in the last few weeks, last few months, sorry. I think it's got gone to Dude, fever pitch. It, cause... I, I mean, with all due respect, that even sounds like, and I know you're kind of doing it on purpose because you are, you know, just moving this conversation forward in a beautiful, classic <laughs> jibber jabber with jabber the hud sort of way. Um, but like, <laughs> you, you know, the, the, the marketing has gone from like a little bit here and there to like, here's a big buffet of it. And not, <laughs> it's not just a Chinese buffet. We got Indian, we got fish and chips, we got a roast it's dinner, a worldwide we, got, buffet. we got the lot, mate. And oh, he's a starter as well, and he's a drink on arrival. Like we've got, we've got everything. We've got so Mate. it's almost like, like even I, I mean, I was just thinking before we came on this podcast, right? Like we're getting like all these alternative posters as well, like promotional yeah, posters yeah. and stuff. Just stuff like so that. many, like they're, and they're gorgeous. They are de- they are delicious. There there is a good few. I reckon there's like three. I want to get printed. I want to order and get printed for me. Oh right? mate, there's, there's one. There's one that I wouldn't, which I didn't. Which like, one? But the rest of them is the one where they're kind of like cutting Darth Vader's mask and his helmet is like flying halfway, th- flying through the air. I thought it looked a bit weird. Uh, I think I know the one that it came out last week, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like Darth Vader's charred helmet, just sort of flying off this yeah. off this um, pedestal thing, and it looks really weird. Yeah. And um, the way they've compot- that they've blurred at the bottom of it, it looks doesn't look great. But the rest, some of them, and we had another one drop today, a few days out from the film, looked so smoking. Uh, do you remember when we didn't even have a trailer? What was that? Like, we we were just, we Dude. were talking about like at March, April, May when it was. We were like, I wonder what the trailer's going to be like because we haven't got any any footage. We've got no idea what's going on. We still don't. Um, and we were starved for anything. And now we've got thirty thirty one TV spots. Is it three 31? official trailers and? Uh, two, is it two, is it two or two and a half, three official trailers plus a D twenty three look? We've got it is thirty one. We've got footage coming out of our ears. Yes. but I'm not going to complain. <laughs> ears, yes, ear, ear, ears. ears. I'm not going to complain. <laughs> but we mentioned it on our uh, podcast recently. But I think there's about twenty TV spots too hey, many. Not yeah. that I'm not digging them, but. I it's hear. a lot of footage to be showing. A lot of them are like, a lot of the TV spots are kind of like rehashed. We'll use a bit of that bit. 
we'll use a bit of that bit. We'll take away a few the seconds here, add a few seconds there. You know, they're the same old, same old. And I know, I, th- I don't even, I think it might even be yourself that told me, but they have to have like a selection of different TV spots to fit um, on the TV for for different um like channels and stuff like different spaces it wasn't me but it's true yeah oh well, yeah well he's so i've i've heard that recently so shout out to that person um <laughs> yeah, yeah um whoever you whoever are. you are and uh yeah to me that makes sense and uh it, i mean it's cool that we get to see them too um but you know what i have got to that moment where i'm like okay that's enough do you know and and i yeah. haven't been able to stop myself until this weekend right i thought i was going to be a brave boy get a pat on the head for not seeing the kylo ren video which we'll come back to kylo ren slash papa palps video that i will come to in a second but i know i know you've seen this haven't you big boy but like the um the fortnite video there was a Fortnite. There was yes. um, a video played in game, right? With JJ Abrams there and a trailer was there. And there's also like loads of cool collaborations of Fortnite anyway. So you can get like loads of these cool skins. You can play as Ray, Finn. You can get like lightsabers and stuff and blasters. I know Big Boy Sexton has been going crazy on the Fortnite Whoop. with his mates. And also, I just want to give a quick shout out to one of his mates, Big Bazza. Bazza? Bazza, yeah, is, is oh, one nice. of Dan's mates. Who I have met, I think I've met him once at one at Dan's engagement party, <laughs> and he was he was such a nice guy. And I know Dan recommended the show to him, and he's been listening. Well, so Cheers, I just Bez. want to shout him out now. And I know we've had loads of new listeners like messaging us and stuff. So welcome, guys. Yes, and thank you for communicating with us and interacting with us. It, it's awesome to have you on board. But yeah, um, Fortnite looks sweet. But I didn't watch the Fortnite clip. That was the first time where I started the video. I got five seconds into it, and I was like. You know what? I want to watch this in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And the the Kylo Emperor one again. I know. Um, before we actually get onto that, that is one. And I listen. I, I that blew my mind. But it is also kind of like I wish I'd seen that in the film because that would have mm. knocked me off my seat. Yeah, it's because we're in this. We're in a state of flux at the minute. Where as of recording, we have no idea what the plot of the film is. Nah. By the time this episode is out, the premiere would have been out. The press would have seen it. The social media reactions will be out. We'll have an understanding of the plot and the premise. Yeah. At the minute, we don't. So I'd have loved to have gone into the film not even knowing that interaction took place because um, it, they're the kind of things I want to see in, in the in the cinema. But did it ruin it for me? No. It got my hype even even higher than it already is that that particular footage did. But I mean, where does this rank for you, mate? For 2015 and 2017, because you've got 2015, The Force Awakens was just wild. Yeah. 2017, The Last Jedi was something else because we was coming off of that wild ride. Where does this kind of the hype, the excitement for you anyway? What are you, what are you thinking, mate, for the, for the rise of Skywalker? I'm going to be difficult, mate, as I usually <laughs> am with these kind of things. <laughs> and I'm going to give you like four different answers that don't, that Multiple don't choice. answer it. Listen, like, I... I have loved all of the build-ups to this. By almost a long shot, the weakest one was Solo, right? Mm-hmm. That was poorly marketed. There were people at my work who didn't even know the film was coming out, right? It, it was just so stupidly done. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does affect that does affect the build-up. That does affect the hype, obviously. So that's at the bottom of the list. 
after that is probably Rogue One. You know, it's mm-hmm. the spin-off. It's the spin-off thing, right? Where people aren't quite sure what the product is, and Rogue One was the first one of those. So people, I genuinely remember people asking me if this was the sequel to to, to the Force Awakens, mm-hmm. right? And and that seems crazy now, you know, and that seems so far away. So then it's Rogue One. Now this is where it gets a bit bit different for for me. Um, the last Jedi build up was amazing, but it but the film. I think the marketing for for The Last Jedi actually did a pretty good job at telling us that this film was not a film about winning. This was a film mm-hmm. about failure. And so fairly downbeat, wasn't it, the marketing? It was. And the tone, the, the tone. The tone, the 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 dialogue in in the in the trailers. Everything just felt like we were going to learn something. Yeah um mm-hmm. even luke in the trailer luke skywalker says you know this isn't going to go the way you think you know and um, yes. a lot of people adhered to that and they listened to that and some people um different and and that's up to their own opinion of course everyone's allowed their own opinion and and um to some extent you know some of those opinions are incredibly valid um yeah so that there was a different feeling with the last jedi however there were still loads of people on the hype train loads and loads and loads and loads of people on the hype train millions of people on the hype train and you could definitely feel that and sense that now with the force awakens <laughs> wow. i think we'll be on the same level here mate yeah the 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 force awakens dude was on a different level the first star wars film to be back since you know a decade yeah. for a decade um, and that's a big deal. I don't know if we're ever going to get that again because it's the it's the Chewie we're home trailer, right? Mm-hmm. That, yeah. The, from then onward, the world was waiting to see what happened next in Star Wars. Um, but I will tell you something, mate. Cool, mate. You know, these last few weeks, I don't know. It's probably a mix of the podcast and the marketing material just absolutely gone on a mental one. And I did a um journal of luke blywalker so my solo show that i do on for our patrons on patreon.com sessions dab now i did a show <laughs> on there where i talked about how the mandalorian and jedi fallen order could boost basically the ip mm-hmm, of star yeah. wars right it will make star wars um visual make people aware of the brand make people think of it right and dude the rise of skywalker people are talking about it you know like people are talking to me about it i'm not going up to them and being like oh i've seen the new late star wars trailer like random people and people i know too are talking to me first about the rise of skywalker and i can't help but feel in a different way and it almost it like a different convention almost it feels like the rise of skywalker is probably the second most hyped after the force awakens i agree and i was waiting for you to say that because nice the last jedi uh thinking back now because it's easy to forget almost but i remember i was so excited for the last jedi because where the force awakens left off with ray handing off the saber to luke skywalker we and these new characters we'd met we had so many questions ready to be answered. 
So I was really excited for The Last Jedi. The tone felt like the middle chapter, you know, more the darker tone, if you want to call it that, the cliche thing to say. I was really excited to see where they were going to take the characters. But The Force Awakens, I mean, the hype for that was... That was chaotic hype. Nothing, I don't think anything's ever going to beat that. We can, we'll have new sagas after this, but then and people will be excited for what's next, what's new. But this was the sequel to Return of the Jedi. This was The Force Awakens. People could not wait. And you mentioned the two home trailer. What did it for me was the first shot of the of Rey's speeder, right in the long shot as she's going across the T- J- Jakku Desert, and you've got that crash star destroyer. Yeah, that shot is what made me think this feels like yes. this feels like we're home now. You've got because it again the sand planet, the nostalgia. It might as well have been Tatooine at the time because we didn't know, but just seeing like the remnants and the aftermath of the war, unbelievable, and, and how the galaxy's moved on. That that image has stayed with me, has resonated, and I, I love that image. So, I the Force Awakens would always be the probably the best cinematic lead up I've ever had to any film. But yeah, like you say, the the rise of Skywalker has been building a lot of momentum. We've had the the online debate about whether the press tour has been positive or negative, but we've spoken about that as well. We've just kind of tempered it somewhat, but then they dropped... I don't know if they just thought, right, we've had enough of this. Yep. Let's just drop Papa Palps and Kylo having a little chat. And then suddenly, everybody forgot about the discourse within the press tour. Everybody's talking about this now. I've seen pundits online saying it's the best Star Wars trailer they've seen in a long time, and saying that their hype is now off the chart because... This is what they want. And should they have led off of this trailer? Probably. Because imagine if they dropped this trailer. You do, you're talking about the Kylo Palps on, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine if they dropped this trailer first? As the first trailer they dropped, I, can you imagine that? How I'm, different I'm, it would have been? No, I, I, actually, I actually, to some extent, disagree. I think that the... Explain. The, the, <laughs> how dare he? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel like the first trailer... Mm-hmm. Gives you a a broad look at all of the different characters, different planets. Um, I mean, you ne- never say never, right? You could be spot on, and this could have been the better trailer to lead with. Um, but for me, you know, I th- I even feel cheeky calling it a trailer. It feels more like a clip with some added visuals on at the end. Um, yeah, the first minute's it, new. The rest it's is phenomenal. Yeah. It is phenomenal. But I don't think the the, the thing is right is there's a lot of people that will watch a Star Wars trailer that aren't diehards like us. And they, de- mm-hmm. they, don't, they wouldn't necessarily look at that sort of trailer and go, that looks so sick. They might think, oh, okay, <laughs> like the bad dude with the red lightsabers in this dark place and he's going down on this lift. And there's this guy talking in the background. I think that sounds like the Emperor. You know, it's... Um, I don't know. There's there's a different way to do it. And and hey, would I have released this trailer, the the Palpatine and Kylo one, at a different time? Maybe, maybe a week or two or three or a month before now. Mm-hmm. Um, when was it? It was released last week, wasn't it? It was last week. Um, yeah. However, you know, I'm still a little bit surprised that it was released in the first place. I think that's more what needs to be discussed like that like it's it's right am, am i am i am i being unreasonable or like it, no no i'm just I'm, thinking in my head and breathing out loud i'm thinking that yeah because i've i've seen people saying is it you know have it, it, they are, why have they released it a week yeah. before but 
maybe it was planned all along. Maybe they've dropped it. That's that to basically say, right, you've seen all this before. We've teased a little bit of Palps. You know yeah. he's in it. Papa. Boom. A week before the film comes out, have this. And now tell us you're not going to come and watch our film within the first yeah. weekend. Because it's... Or it could my, be desperation. I, I, <laughs> I don't I mean, know. Well, it's just... It, it seems... The thing is, it got people talking about it. You know, it exactly, got... Exactly, a week before, which, which is which when is, you want. This is the time yeah, to catch people. And that's the point you're you're getting to, I, I guess. And, and likewise yeah. with myself, I think it's a great idea. And actually, mm-hmm. it, I can't help but be really split on this. Like, I, I don't regret seeing it, obviously, obvs. Um, but mm-hmm. also, you know, I'm, I can't quite figure out if it's spoilery or not. I know, and and we've done. I think because well, obviously the obvious answer is that Lucasfilm put it out, so they don't consider it to be. But if like like I said earlier on, I would have liked to have got into the film to have that like slap me in the face in the cinema, like wow. So yeah, I I, I hear you on that, mate. Yeah, it, it just it feels. I don't know. It feels a bit naughty. <laughs> it just feels like, <laughs> oh, should I be watching this? It's saucy. Oh, I don't yeah. know. It, it, Peeking yeah, through the blinds. It, it just feels like it's giving away a bit too much. But obviously, they don't feel like that. And it's certainly with one of the most interesting scenes we've got in the, in the lead up to um, episode nine. And right now, mate, I just want to say right here, right now, we have done a phenomenal phenomenal job in dancing around the subject that is this trailer we have not explicitly mentioned it or like described what happens in it so if there'll be some people who don't want to hear it there's gonna be people that haven't right so and and i think at to, to be fair if you guys have seen it you've seen it we don't we do not need to describe it to you i know i've mentioned a couple of things already at yeah so i take that back slightly um i've ruined it slightly um but nevertheless it, it it it's it's got me hyped mate and i i can't i i still like you said at the start of the show i still i'm not i'm not really sure how this is going to end and we're a few days out and i think that is nothing short of impressive mate we're We've got to the world premiere without a plot. We're two days away from the main launch in the United Kingdom, three from the United States and one almost from internationally. And we still don't have a plot for the film. So we don't know what, apart from it's the war to end of wars. And I think that's great. I mean, there's been leaks that have gone out, which I haven't seen, and they may or may not be correct. I don't know. Nobody knows until the film comes out. However, I think they've done a really good job of keeping the main element under wraps because that trailer we, or that teaser or that t- spot we've just mentioned again if lucasfilm are happy to put that out they were happy to say that pouch was in it they're happy to show dark ray mm. what what can we expect from this film it's only two hours 25 minutes long so we've got to be realistic to a point but if they're just dropping this as, to say right here you go put that on your stake then what are they what are they going to have in the yeah. film it's great, and again, I'd I'd love to dive into that trailer, but I'm also aware yeah, that with with days to go, there may be people who don't yeah. know what it's about, who don't know the 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 sub the, what was said, shall we say? But that is they're now that they're leading with that, I cannot wait to see where that storyline goes. Let's not forget, Kylo Ren isn't just a punk; he's the supreme leader yeah. of the First Order, who's taken over the galaxy. So 
You know, he's not like some kid going in, going into where he's going to see who he's going to see. I, he's I the main man. I cannot wait to see Kylo in this, and I cannot wait to see how the story unfolds. I think it's been incredible watching the cast react to the rise of Skywalker doing their press tour. Um, yeah. One thing I will say, and I know we kind of touched this, um, touched on this last week with the John Boyega stuff, um, and we saw that yep. they're tired right they're exhausting this sort of press tour must be exhausting like we know the guys are in la at the moment in a few hours time i think like mid as of our recording right now it's like quarter, it's quarter to one yeah. over there in um california in los angeles and you know they're going to be doing the premiere in, in a few hours time starting that kicking that all off cool. and then and then monday they're going to be flying over to the UK and doing the exact same thing all over again. Yeah. Like, and, and after that, right. I bet they are going to just go, like go nap. Yeah. They, like they're they're taking a just... holiday in the sun. Oh mate, for sure. Because yeah, Clacton's they... going to be busy. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Clacton. <laughs> oh mate. Uh, Seaside if, town in the UK. If any, if any of our listeners are from Clacton, drop us an email and give us a give us give us a little message. We'd love to hear from you, please. Um, yeah, mate. I, I, I think it's, I think it's really interesting to see everybody's reactions to this, and it feels like as well. And again, it could be just the press tour doing its job. It could be the marketing doing doing its job. My faith in how they're going to end this has actually gone up like it's, nice, it's okay. increased it has not gone down i i'm not more worried i am i'm more excited because the way they're talking especially and we, we've not heard a great deal from this gentleman until recently which is you know i, I don't know if it's weird or not i, I, I don't know chris terrio obviously co-writer mm -hmm. of this episode yeah, like we're hearing a lot more from him, and he seems to have a real grasp on the saga and on the sequel trilogy and on the prequels mm -hmm. and on the originals, right? He seems to be very culturally aware of the Star Wars brand, and uh, I think that's, you know, again, that's sick. That's a really good thing. I think that's what you need as well. For, for, the, for the ninth film in a nine film saga, you need somebody to have his finger on the pulse and to be yeah. able to say, right. In the first three episodes, chronologically, in the prequels, this happened. Maybe we should touch on this, this, and this. They're the major points. In the OT, we need to reference this, or we need to get this in somehow. And in 7 and 8, this has been set up. We've got to finish it. Somebody who knows that is aware of that, and is also aware of the fact that the fans are like rabid animals at times, and us too, let's not forget. Yeah. And we're going to be picking Matt up on Logan. every little thing. Yeah, Matt, yeah, they, they, he definitely knows about us. Uh, we're we're going to be not expecting, but we're going to be going and anticipating certain things are going to be tied up. We've mentioned Palps returning, how we, me and Luke, think it's going to be done. That would then obviously harken back to Revenge of the Sith, which would tie that up brilliantly. Yeah. There's so many other things which they could tie up, and it's great to know that Chris Terrio in his interviews has has his finger on the pulse. He's really, really given me confidence. How they're going to end this thing? No idea. No I mean, clue. I have no idea, and I don't even want to try and guess what the final shot or final sequence because JJ said there isn't a final scene per se it's a sequence so I've got no idea what the final sequence could be it could be something like Rebels where we have a prologue of all the characters going to different places I doubt it but the fact that Terrio has JJ Abrams who delivered to Force Awakens which was that like warm fuzzy lovely cup of tea of nostalgia with a bit of brandy in it no way wonderful visually 
and everything about it just gives me the feels. I rewatched it last week and it just took me back to that good time yes. of four years ago. And it just get and every time I watch it, it it takes me to this magical place. The Last Jedi is great. It doesn't but it doesn't take me back to 2017 like that. The Force Awakens does, and I'm not dumping on the Last Jedi because I really do enjoy that film. But that's what I'm looking forward to in this. The Rise of Skull. We've got J.J. Abrams is t- coming up to lend his hand. So we know visually what it's going to feel like. We know what it's going to look like. We know what the, how he created these characters, or he had a massive say in creating these characters the sequel trilogy one so he's coming back to guide them to their finish but then next to him we've got chris terrio holding his hands helping to write this basically looking at jj's script saying what i like that let's beef it up a bit by bringing this in let's reference this let's tie this up that gives me even more excitement for where this film's going to go but i mean in terms of the film itself all i hope for there's a few things i'll mention later on but all i hope for is that it's just a good film. It's just a good, exciting, adventurous ride. I mean, obviously, the worst thing you could do is come out and think, that, really, mm. that wasn't actually that good. All I want is a good... Like The Force Awakens, I just want a good, fun, adventurous romp, which gives <laughs> you the feels, makes you feel like you're in that galaxy again, uh, and gives you what you want as a Star Wars fan. That's all, that's all I can ask for at the minute. But what I'm also looking forward to as a Star Wars fan, and I know Disney dropped it online for the awards consideration. I didn't go anywhere near it. But John Williams, this is his final score... I got really um, excited slash emotional the other day when I was listening to the score. Just had it on in the background whilst I was doing something. And it just hit me. I was like, we've still got, what? How how, how many songs are you get in a score? Yeah, like 12, on a release 13, score, what, 13 or 14? More tracks to come from John Williams. And it got me excited and emotional thinking, what could they be? We're going to get at least a couple of original tracks which are just going to blow our socks off. Then we're going to get some which are obviously referencing the old songs from scores from films gone by. We're going to get new songs mixed of old. I can't wait to see what John Williams has come up with. And I, I didn't want to listen to it when they dropped it. I know they didn't drop the whole mm. score, but I thought, no, I want to see it yeah. in context with Same. the scenes that are playing. I I cannot wait. That's one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to. Palps and John Williams coming back one final time just to give us his magic. Visual, spicy. Audio, spicy. Writing, spicy. Skywalker, spicy. Spicy. It's going to be filth, mate. It's going to be mate. absolute filth. And talk about rewatching the films. I've been rewatching the films on the lead up to this. And I know I mentioned this, uh, I mentioned this to you on the podcasts we recorded earlier. I think when we were at the old classic pub. Um, Burger Brush. <laughs> Dude, I think after The Rise of Skywalker comes out, and I think like through the duration of 2020, um, which is even crazy to say, um, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm really going to have to look at where the films rank. Because I've noticed, even, mm-hmm. as I've, even as I'm re-watching it this time round, I feel like my feelings toward each of them are different, you know? Like, it, it's, it's, it's odd. Um, notably, there, there's two um, that I feel could a- actually three that that I feel like could move around places like majorly or no, not ma- not majorly. There's not like loads of room for them to go. <laughs> so a little so shift. Though. Firstly, the Phantom Menace. I think the Phantom Menace could move around for me. Mm-hmm. I watched that. Last yeah, night. I, I think that's growing on me. Um, and yeah. There's some still some stupid stuff, um, like with every Star Wars film. Really, <laughs> if if we're being honest with ourselves. Um, yep. Secondly, um, 
the Return of the Jedi. Oh, here we go. Yeah, this is, I'm, I'm this is usually your big what? one, isn't it? Yeah, well, usually that 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 comes around the top, you know, if not my top. Um, but then also the Last Jedi, man. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, now we are going into Episode Nine territory. The Last Jedi keeps better and better for me. Don't get me wrong, right? There are some stupid things in it that I do not like, <laughs> that I do not enjoy. And I just think, what, what, why put that in? But dude, I, I, I watched it on Friday um, with, mm. with James and, and our friend Glover, who's an amazing artist. Shout out. Um, shout out. And um, we were watching it with, with those guys. And there are moments where I'm just like, this is faultless. Mm-hmm. And my brother is sitting next to me. He's not a massive Star Wars fan. He loves it, right? And he's looking forward to to episode nine and the buzz of everything, um, as a lot of us are. And, you know, I'm looking at it. I'm like, dude, dude, dude this is so good. <laughs> like, and, and, and I feel like, especially now, while there is a Star Wars hype on, and now, like, the, the um, Last Jedi era has kind of come to a close, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, it feels like we are definitely in the next chapter, next era of this Star Wars era. Like we're in a sub era. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> it, it, I feel like the, the Last Jedi, without all of that at the back of my head, um, keeps improving. And the more I think about it, the more I really um, try and analyze some of the decisions in it. I just think like the film is genius. The film is so clever. Um, it's like some sometimes it's too clever, like for its mm-hmm. own good and for a, a, a franchise like Star Wars. And I don't mean that in a condescending way. I, I, no, no, I feel yeah. like maybe sometimes some decisions could have been done maybe a little bit in a, in a little bit more of an obvious way. Because at the end of the day, it's for kids. Would a kid get some of these these themes? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. So yeah, they, I, but dude, that that keeps in, improving. And again, I think where the Last Jedi l- kind of ends, it 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 just gives me like this freedom um, of excitement for the rise of Skywalker. I just I can't help but think this could go anywhere. This could go anywhere. And dude, the, Kylo Ren, Ben Solo as a character, it, like. I, I keep getting hyped about that guy. Like, I, I cannot wait to see him in episode nine. I mean, the rise of Skywalker, if it does its job well, will enhance The Last Jedi and will enhance yep. The Force Awakens, let alone the other six. As part of a sequel trilogy, if this gets if this sticks to landing, yes. it will enhance both of those films because JJ's already said that the la- for what, all the hoopla that's been going around, JJ came out in an interview the other day and said, look... I'm forever blessed that Ryan Johnson gave me The Last Jedi because the decisions he made, whilst creatively would be different from him, would be different from the next person down the line. That isn't a yeah. criticism. That's just the truth. JJ said, you know, he's he's given me a, a jumping board now at which we can absolutely take off with The Rise of Skywalker. So we are The Last Jedi has given him a platform to, to run with and he's going with it. And that's exciting as well because a lot of people were saying... And we've mentioned it as well that where do we take the story now? Because we've only got like twelve members of the resistance, uh, and they they they're flying off on the Falcon. 
and you've got Broom Boy. Where do we go from here? But it looks like JJ's managed to come up with something, and that doesn't surprise me. But, but you have at the end of the Last Jedi, you, you've you've hit the nail on the head. You have Broom Boy, but Broom Boy is a representation of of not just him. It, the, the the there are people that talk about Broom Boy potentially having his own saga, potentially having his own future. It, mm. That's not that's not that that's not the point. He's that, just the spark, isn't he? He's he's like the representation of the precisely. Spark, he the is one of one billion people who have heard and who are inspired by the sacrifice and the 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 like as far as they can see magic of luke skywalker the legend that this mm-hmm. one dude has come and faced down the first order and not heard he's not hurt a fly in the process which is the most jedi thing that we have ever seen yeah, in is. any star wars film and episode that is why the last jedi's ending is so incredible just like the the last third of episode eight i think is flawless i'm gonna say apart from the stupid rose tico kiss and Take, her, oh, okay and, fair enough and, actually yeah and calling and calling finn a dummy like and i said this in my patreon show about rose you that did. like the line she's about um saving what we love that's not a bad line that's a good, good that's line. a good line it's just the way it was done and beforehand she goes no dummy it sounds like yeah. it's something you'd say to your kid when they've accidentally tripped over something or, or something gone the wrong way to me. Yeah, yeah like no dummy you do that no dummy yeah. you you put the trolley on the other side no that's real world language no. isn't it it's that earth language no, this guy was about to kill himself come on mate no, yeah, Finn, you dummy, and I, I oh. know you know me. Everybody out there knows I am Rose's. I'm one of Rose's biggest fans, but yeah, the dummy and nah, the dumb along. But that wasn't the character; that was the but, writing. But pretty much from from when the resistance are panicking and stuff, and then they find the escape pods and stuff, and the hold on maneuver. Yeah, right. Ky, um, a little Kylo and Ray versus Snoke and the Praetorian guards. Um, down on crate, Luke's like vision or not vision projection projection projection. thank thank you and then the end the end that end scene mate with broom boy is it's it's so amazing and it means so much and i saw this breakdown video of just luke and kylo's duel um on on crate and and how it was so i watched that you did you sent it yeah ah right okay i was wondering if i did you did send it, and, and I, I watched it. It's very good. It's incredible, isn't it? I, mm. I, I should try and um, get the name of the guy who did the video because it's it's amazing. I strongly recommend. Yeah, we'll, we'll link it. Yeah, anyone listening to it. But it's um, it go, it's, it basically how much the scene um takes inspiration from Kendo, which I think, excuse yep. my ignorance, is something to do with like the art of Japanese samurai fighting. I think. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on yep. that. But the quoted, anyway, qu- quoted. But <laughs> no. dude, like the, the the Last Jedi is incredible, and because of those brave decisions, those sometimes unpopular decisions, but those powerful story plot points, because of that, like you said, but like J.J. Abrams said, we have the potential for a stellar ending and book ending to the skywalker saga and the sequel trilogy and i i feel like people are going to realize that once episode nine comes out if if it's good i think it's going to be good but hey mate let's see 
next week. This time next week, we're going to know. We're going to know right. all about it. I all about the if, but yeah, I get you. Oh, dude. But dude, come on. Like, this looks so sick. I can't even lie. Like, the, 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 <laughs> you don't lie the, anyway. The visuals just look crazy on their own, right? Like, the visuals look unbelievable. They look so good. About The Last Jedi, I was going to say the only person who gets hurt in The Last Jedi because of Luke's force projection is Hux when he gets thrown against the wall by Kylo. That's true. The only person who gets hurt. Um, and the ending, I, I actually agree, the last third, you forget just how mental that is. The thing I don't like is when Broom Boy looks at the stars and you get that shooting star. Could have done with that shooting star, but I love the scene and the music and that. But um, So the shooting star, I'm, this isn't confirmed, but I always took that as Holdo's manoeuvre. I always took it as a ship. Uh, not always, sorry. I've I've tried to reconcile that it's a ship of some sort. Because you remember there was a deleted scene in A New Hope where Luke sees a space battle in the sky and he's like, oh, I wish I could be up there. I kind of maybe thought maybe Ryan took inspiration from that and had the kid look up and see the, the ship. But the more I look at it, the more yeah. it looks like a shooting star. Yeah. But it may not be. Um, um, but yeah, we, we had that chat and I, we, in, people in, ask us... In, in, in Luke Blywalker's heart, it is the Holdo manoeuvre. And he's looking up and he's like, oh, look at that manoeuvre, mate. That makes it even spicier, especially <laughs> it, in that accent as well. Oh, mate. Oh, I mean, people have mentioned to us about 2020. And I said to Luke, I reckon like the first three or four months of 2020 will probably still just be gassing on about the rise of Skywalker. Oh, dude. It's not going to go anywhere. It, and as for the rankings, I watched Revenge of the Sith the other day. That may jump up a space or two the last Jedi I might get knocked down a place or two because I rewatched it and I still love it but it hasn't got the same like pang of nostalgia that I get for The Force Awakens that doesn't actually detract from the quality of the film but um you know I saw something like Revenge of the Sith and it's yes it has its visual issues and there are some extremely cheesy moments but you break down the moments of what happens in Revenge of the Sith and some of the moments are again I mentioned it before saga defining some of them are incredible and just hearing something like Anakin's betrayal during the Order 66 and that, it's just outstanding. So that might move up, but then the Rise of Skywalker might come in and blow them all away. It could be down the bottom. Who knows? Mm. That's what I'm excited for, is that we just don't know where we're going. But The Last Jedi and, and The Force Awakens have set JJ up to, to hit a home run. And one of the ones I'm looking forward to finding out is, I noticed in one of the trailers recently, you've got Rey on Arcto standing in front of Kylo's looks like Kylo's uh, TIE fighter. And I've seen a lot of people saying, why would she be on Arcto for? And I got me thinking, in The Force Awakens, when Kylo's interrogating mm-hmm. her, he says, you know, I, I see, see it. it. I see I the eye. And we're kind of like, at the time, yeah, it's like a throwaway mm-hmm. line. We don't know what that means. We later find out that Luke's on the island. How would she know about the island if she's never left Jakku? I'm not saying she's necessarily been there, mm-hmm. but then in The Last Jedi, when she gets to Arcto, she tells Luke, how the place feels feel familiar. She's seen it in dreams. So her being an Arcto in The Rise of Skywalker could actually be a massive True. plot point. Because in two films now, it's been alluded to, Carlo saw it in her mind. She told Luke Skywalker she'd seen it in her dreams. So she's meant in both films, not just JJ, but Ryan's picked it up and ran with it as well. So that could be a massive part of The Rise of Skywalker. Arcto may still be the most pivotal place in the sequel trilogy. Ooh. Luke Scott, I know Luke Skywalker's lightsaber's still there. Canonically, it was in the Last Jedi novelization. The the caretakers took it and put it in like one of their huts. So they're looking after it. Maybe they've gone back for Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. Who knows? But I, that was one of the things I'm looking forward to seeing in the sequel trilogy being tied up. And it only dawned on me recently. But 
Octo could actually be a massive, massive plot point for this film. Good Again, point. may not be. It may just be that it may that may be one of her dreams. But it it looked like the Rise of Skywalker era. There's Rey so was much standing in, the, on the in even like you've kind of pinned that thought down for me. But like the there's so much in this marketing campaign that I just cannot tie together. I know there are some very intelligent people out there that already have. Um, and there are dudes out there again very intelligent people who have leaked it um which i am staying really clear of i am avoiding those bad boys come this far mate down spoilers like they are trade federation droids um (laughs) and yeah i'm avoiding those but like i i think that is impressive that i and and this second time i've said it yeah i have no clue what's going to go down I'm exactly. Gonna what's gonna uh, we know there's going to be a war, but that's it. Yes. Yeah, Between who? Because <sighs> you say the first, people say the first one was this, but where does Palps come into it? Yeah. He's not part of the first, unless he and is the, old, the first order. The old Star Destroyers. Yeah. I still not figured that one out because we see the first order and we, we only see the resistance versus the first order slash Sith troopers that we, 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 as far as we're aware, are part of the first order. So yeah, like how do how do they? Come so into much that we don't know. That's what was exciting. I really hope, and I've got my fingers crossed and toes that the next few days I can pass without seeing spoilers. If I see a social yeah. media reaction saying that the film was good or bad, whatever, I can get past that as long as it doesn't give you any plot points away. Because sometimes it's unavoidable. All you've got to do is log off your emails, MSN or Gmail news pops up. First, first impressions for the Rise of Skywalker are out of this world or something like that, and you've already got an idea of what people think. Yeah. That's unavoidable. I don't mind that happens, too much. Man. I'm not going to go searching that out, mind, but I don't necessarily mind it, even if it comes up and says social media reaction says this is the this is an absolute mess of a film. Fine, I'm still yeah. going to make my own mind up. I just don't want to. We've come so far, and I know the listeners for the majority of you who aren't seeking spoilers have come this far. Let's all link arms now. We can do it. We can build, put up a spoiler barrier for these last few days. Come on, guys. But we mentioned, um, we also mentioned that press tour. I just wanted to just quickly allude back to that because we know Adam Driver has a lot of commitments. He's got the report out on Amazon Prime. He's absolutely tearing it up in Marriage Story. Yeah. Almost nailed on for a Best Actor nomination. We could have a Best Actor in, I mean, the Rise of Skywalker lead, one of the co-lead, could end up winning the best actor at the Oscars a few months later. And obviously he's got the Rise of Skywalker because his time, and Adam Driver's never been one for press tours anyway. He's a very insular kind of guy, a very private guy. When he's on the press tours, he's a lot of fun and he has done uh, interviews for out press junkets and interviews for outlets and he was on the last major cast tour. He didn't go to Tokyo and of course he's at the premieres. But... Mark Hamill hasn't been on any of the press tours and maybe it's because they want to highlight that this is the end for the sequel trilogy characters. This is their send off. Also, Donald, but Donald Gleason hasn't been at any yeah. of them either. And obviously, he's an actor; he's a busy man. But that struck me as well that you know Donald's not been at any of these press tours really. Yeah, I, I wouldn't the, look, look too much into no, it. I but it's just, I it just caught like, my eye. For me, that like that doesn't bother me um, because <laughs> Hux, as a character, I think he's just going to get killed off, man. Or he'll be pivotal in bringing down the First Order or something like that. Uh, and, you know, maybe maybe it also comes down to the fact that the cast in this film is probably going to be bigger. When I when I talk about the cast, I'm talking about like the primary kind of cast, yeah, yeah. including 
the B, the A people, the B people, the C people, mm-hmm. right? Um, because there's one thing about it. We've we've not had uh, Ian McDermott on on there. We've not had Mark Hamill, like you said. Um, yeah. We've not had Hayden Christensen either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meant to be, but he got booted off. Well, we, well, Hayden Christensen and uh, Ian. Oh, I was going to bring it up at some point in this show, right? We have to. Um, I mean, we, that was one of the things I'll mention later on shortly. Of course. Come on, Hayden. You know the Hayden. You know, that, those guys obviously got stopped from doing their, like, weird little Comic-Con tour they were doing in the summer around <laughs> the United States. Yeah. The Morecambe and Wise yeah, job, yeah. Which, which, again, the fact that that got stopped, it tells you a lot. However. Yeah, because unless they're under contract, Disney can't yeah. tell them what to do. And I don't want to give my hopes up. Like, I've I've said to people... That with this film and with this episode, I'm going to go into it open-minded and open-hearted. I have not got mm-hmm. any of my hopes pinned down to a specific theory, to a specific character, apart from Kylo, my boy. Yep. Or Babu Freak. And Ray. And, and Babu. Yeah. Dude, it's just... it's Yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited. But the dumb hall stuff, I'm not bothered by it. Straight up, not bothered mm-hmm. by it. Richard E. Grant, he's in it. He's not been in the press he's stuff, a geezer. right? Like Billy D. Williams has barely been on it. Okay, dude is mm-hmm. obviously a little bit um older than the cast, so practically it might not work out. And that's the key thing to take away here. Practically, who does a press tour appeal to more, right? It's going to be people who who aren't committed to as many um projects. Adam Driver is not one of those mm-hmm. people. He is he is No, he's not in he demand. Is, he is very much so in demand and um he's a busy dude and i know he's not he's not always the fondest of this kind of um press attention attention correct because he loves the franchise yes Yes. you can tell by his his reverence to the old films as well but he came out recently said working of ian was fantastic because it made him feel like he was watching a film whilst acting it because of the memories of seeing him in the ot talking of ian though mate like this is this week has been one of the first moments where I've thought I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure if we're even going to see Palpatine in the flesh. I know that is a U turn on what I have previously thought, and I'm not sure if I, I this I, late I, in the I'm game, not even sure if I fully believe it myself at the moment, which is good, I guess. Uh, oh, what I'm trying man. to say I is think, I've gone, think you have I've to, gone kind of back into the middle where I'm like I don't know how we're going to see him. I actually don't now. I really don't. I think you have to see him. He's been, in the last month, he's almost been front and centre of marketing. I think to turn around now and say, do you know what? He isn't actually in the film, it's just his voice. I think there, that would, there would be even more people in uproar because they've even kind of, kind of teased him in that over-the-shoulder shot approaching Ray in one of the trailers. They, nobody True. said it was him, True. but it looks like him. But they've, they've, they've been throwing in new lines and, of course, this new uh, TV spot with Kylo. I mean... To to turn around and not actually have him there corporally, man, I think that would. I know for me, I would be huge, massively disappointed. That would be one of the biggest. That would be one of my three major disappointments of the film, if Palps isn't actually in it physically. I guess as some sort of hologram or vision, as long as it like related to the story, fine. If it's just like mm. archival footage, but I only say that because I've really lent heavily now on Palps, especially we've just said it as well. They released that that footage recently with him and Kylo, well not him as per se, he's not in it, but they've dropped mm. that. I mean, they're, they're hanging their hat on Palps and imagine if he's not in it. As in like, he literally isn't in it. It's just his voice. Like just like echoes off the walls here and there. 
I think that would really yeah, rub people it, up the wrong way, I think. Like I said, I that that may be the case. That may be the case. And I I I think you're probably right. When I'm when I'm being practical, when I'm trying to put my practical head on, yes, I think you're probably right. However, just like emotionally, I, I just don't know where this is gonna go. Like You've got to prepare yourself j- as well, just in yeah, case. Just throw throw my car wherever you want. It's like I'm taking my car to a dude who's gonna park it for me. <laughs> uh, and he's like, you know, this could be parked in car park A, B, C, D to Z. And I'm just like, yeah, mate, I've just got to get to the terminal. You do what you you do what you want to do. Yeah. And you charge it to my <laughs> yeah. credit card. Charge it to my visa. Yeah, we'll work it out later. I, I do not know <laughs> right now. And it feels a bit like that. I can't lie to you. Um, and I, I, I'm just so excited. Talk to me about Hayden, big boy. Tell me tell me what you're thinking about our boy, Christensen. Uh, yeah, yeah. Again, I, I'm I'm trying to be pragmatic like yourself and not... Ex- I don't expect to see anything apart from Palps. Yep. I will say that. Only because he's been so heavily marketed, I almost expect to see him. Hayden, I still believe he will be a part of the story. I think he's too big an element not to have as a the rise of Skywalker. He is almost like the other than Luke Skywalker. If you think Skywalker, I think all people will think Luke. But after yeah. that, you think Anakin. I think he's going to be in it. I, I I still think it'll probably just be his voice. But I I still think he's going to... Maybe that's just me hoping as a Hayden fan and a prequel boy. Prequel boys? I'd love to see Hayden get one more one more chance to just have just to go on it. And I think Jade, if he was physically there... That as a force ghost, I think JJ would pull out a performance from him because he's a good actor. He's got chops, and I think JJ, with his direction style, would be able to conjure up a more seasoned, a more solid performance. Shall we say? Even though I didn't mind him in the prequels, especially Revenge of the Sith, I think he'd be he'd do well. I'd like to see him, even if it's just like for five seconds, even even if it was just at the end with like one big old force ghost party. I'd be happy with that, mate. <laughs> Ain't no party like a Force Ghost party. That's it. They're all, they're all doing the, the Return of the Jedi dancing and clapping, but they're all Force Ghosts and Lando still in the middle of them just clapping awkwardly. I think he's going to be in it. I raised I raised Hayden and JJ dropped a bomb this week. Maybe maybe he said, keep your eyes peeled for someone called Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, that, that seems random. As a ba- In the Isn't background, it? I imagine. It did. It because This came random. from a, a reporter basically said to him, I think, in, I'm not quite in this verbatim. I paraphrase, but he basically said to JJ, the reporter, "I'm a big fan of Ahsoka Tano. She's like my favourite character." And JJ's like, "Well, well you might want to you might want to keep your eyes peeled during the Rise of Skywalker, mate." And the, the, the reporter's like, "No way, you got to expand on that." And JJ's like, "No, nah, man, just go and enjoy the film." Mm. Is Ahsoka going to be in it somehow? Nah, what? Well, not as a big player, not as a major the, player. The only way I could see it happening is right at the end, in the end sequence, mm-hmm. um, where there is maybe like a decoration of or celebration of the Jedi and the Force finally mm-hmm. being balanced on thing. Um, something that's been in my head is something my missus mentioned in our extra show last week again. You know, it's the maybe what if at the end of this film the Force isn't usable for the time being it has been I, yeah that got my that got my bent my head because i haven't seen anybody say that yeah, it's just crazy isn't it like but it's what if mrs what if that is how what if that's what happens what if a kylo managed to balance everything you know the evil's gone the galaxy's in a relative safe place they do like this big speech about how the galaxy's never truly 
peaceful but when it needs to be the force works in magical mysterious ways and yep. will help balance it and help it and for the foreseeable future the force is inactive you know yeah. that, that would be that'd be sweet be. the force and, awakens the force goes to bed yeah yeah there we go and the rise of skywalker i mean yeah still yeah. don't 100 percent what that means no. i mean what does that mean the rise of skywalker uh, <laughs> what's that <laughs> this is it there's so many questions and i don't know how if jj does this he can do more than a magician act if he can pull this off because we've got all of the unanswered questions from seven and eight terrier and abrams have already said that they're broaching subjects from the other six films as well so they've they've no, it's not fan Santa. They've said we're answering questions from the saga. So they've got that as well. Plus, obviously, they've brought Palps in. They got they got to speak about Palps, their whole Raylo thing. These new characters who may or may not be coming in, and who's the Skywalker that's apparently rising, or what is the Skywalker going to be? What's the state of the Force? I mean, how are they going to fit it into two and a half hours? Mm, I I don't know, mate. I have faith. I don't know. I I think they could do it. And that's why the Ahsoka question, I, I'm going to say I don't know. I doubt it. Uh, and maybe JJ's like misinterpreted it. Bring I, back I, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't take this marketing stuff at gospel because like, you know, during this period of time, people in, in the film's production are so tired and they're so shattered that uh, this might even sound condescending. I don't even know if they always hear things correctly or maybe. It just felt like a very specific answer to give, though. When he's like, right. "Well, he, yeah, he like right. drove when he said to him, well, you might want to keep your eyes peeled, then, buddy.' The, yeah, maybe because you know what Star Wars fans are like. If if you know, you're right, and it, maybe but I agree with what end, you're saying. In, in the end sequence, if we're going to see it, it's going to be in the end sequence, and maybe there's like this big show of fast mm-hmm. present or voice, Jedi. maybe. Yeah, or yeah, or voice, or voice, and maybe it's the Jedi. Because I can't imagine it just being mm-hmm. her being the ending. You know, that would seem really odd. Yeah, antique. But then she did say, I'm no Jedi, so... Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then she can tell that to Kanji Club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you lied to us, Tano. Yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> one, mate. I, I don't know where they're going to go with that. We had a question last week from Kelly Hoston, day one, who mentioned the documentary for this film. I went back and watched the Force Awakens documentary and The Last Jedi, the directing The Jedi. And I take back what I said about The Force Awakens. Not that I said it was a bad documentary. I just said that The the Last Jedi, you know, is head and shoulders above it. It isn't. The, the director of The Jedi is still the best documentary they've put out. But The Force Awakens documentary, it was great, actually. It's a, a real joy to rewatch that. It's longer than I remember it being. And it actually goes deeper into the making of than I remember it going. So just as a kind of like a follow-up to that question from last week, it was great revisiting that and the excitement of that film. And how the director and the Jedi made the last Jedi. I really, now I really hope they give us something for the Rise of Skywalker because we we've got all these questions we're talking about now. I'd love to know once the film's all said and done, their thought process in writing these hopeful answers to the questions that the saga has raised. I'd love to see that broached. Yeah, I I think there's a lot of things that could be answered here. I also I can't help but feel there's going to be a lot of things that. How do I put this? Open-ended? Yes. I think there's going to be things where they're going to like answer multiple things at once. Thing, One moment, mm-hmm. one action. And it might fly over people's head, maybe on the first viewing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, there's always going to be more on second, thinking. third viewing, yeah. Um, but other than that, mate, I, I, th- I think this could be very mm-hmm. special. And I'm, I'm not just saying that. I think this, this could be amazing. And... 
I think I know we've spoken about I'm not I'm not going to go into too much details I think this will earn a tidy one point anywhere between 1.3 1.7 billion US dollars I know we've already discussed that I think people I think this will be a crowd pleaser I think they're very yeah, think they're they very aware of their circumstances being JJ Abrams, Chris Terrio, Kathleen Kennedy and even the cast and crew, right? They're very aware mm-hmm. of the pressure on their shoulders and they're very aware of the critical reception of the last Jedi and of solo a Star Wars story. They know. They know. They got to get this right, mate. Okay. And, and and I tell you something, I tell you something. The Mandalorian has done that. Mandalorian has done that. Yeah, they've shown they've, them how to do it. And that gives me confidence on its own. The confidence that these have been developed at similar times, um, produced by similar people. You know, Michelle Rejwan is doing both of them, right? She's yes. produced both of them. I know Kathy does that too, Kathleen Kennedy. Um, mm. And also, here's a, little, here's a little food for thought as we wrap up our episode and discuss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baby Yoda was kept under wraps for all of that time yeah we had no idea matt what have they kept under wraps for episode nine i've got i generally have no idea because i had two questions for you and one of them was do you think we're going to get a a scene which is as crowd pleasing and just damn awesome as the vader rogue one scene do you think they're going to give us something like that and i guess that would be in a similar similar thing I don't know what they've kept it like. We met, they've met, they've shown Dark Grey. We know Palks is back. We had this revelation in the recent TV spot with Kylo and Palks, which I'm not going to mention and all that. We've had they, they've shown a lot of cards. What on earth can they have? Because they've got to have something. There's no way they've just basically given out their major plot points. I generally have no idea, mate. So uh, I'm sitting on the fence, but I really got no idea because they've given us so much. But do you think they're going to give us like a? sort of vader rogue one level scene where we're just sitting there in the in the crowd just yes just like whooping and cheering I think that's what they're gonna aim for mate and um yeah i don't know what it no is, idea what it is and that's up yeah. to them but i i genuinely think we're gonna get something like that there's it i i just i feel it yeah. i feel it um and bones. we'll see this time next week man we'll know we right. will know star wars episode that's nine exciting. the rise of skywalker it's coming, mate, and this is the last time I can ever ask you that, mate, as a wrap-up. Last time I can ask you, what's one thing you'd dearly love to see, and what's one thing you really wouldn't like to see in the film? Uh, for me, I want to see... Oh, this is such a lame answer. Um, I want to see the naff humour and naff cheesiness <laughs> that was in The Last Jedi. <laughs> um, I don't want to see Leia Poppins. I don't want to see the Leia yeah. character, you know, mistreated in any way. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't, this is something, and we're not touched loads on, but I don't want to see Lando, like, being naff either. I don't, (laughs) yeah, not sitting there. Yeah, there's a fine line between him just basically making a cameo and being there. A farewell appearance, yeah. Yeah. And that's it, really. I just, my hope and my dream is that they wrap the whole saga up beautifully. They reference the whole saga beautifully and mm-hmm. let's see mate let's see i'm not i'm not having any other specific dreams or or ideals really uh i'm most interested to see where ray 
and Kylo end up. They they mm-hmm. are our two main characters. I've spoken about that. I've spoken about how duality is a very important theme, and I can't wait to see that explored. That's fair enough, mate. I, I echo those for me. Uh, in a nutshell, what I, I mentioned it, what I wouldn't like to see is Palps to either not be in it whatsoever mm. or to be left to the left to the final final act where he turns up and then gets killed within like 10 minutes because that would be bad storytelling, yes. if you ask me. Yeah. Um, what would I like to see? Yeah, I'm, I'm a fanboy. At the end, I'd love to see the end of Return of the Jedi of all the Force <laughs> Ghosts, but chuck in Qui-Gon, chuck in Anakin, you know, make it a proper, you know, like a, a big thing there. And Luke, of course, and whoever else you may need there. But have like one final shot because remember, a thousand generations live in you. We've passed and all we know. Let's just have Ray looking at all of the great Jedi of the past so we can all just basically yeah. have our minds blown in that last bit as the ultimate nostalgia trip. So that's me. That's Luke. That's the Rise of Skywalker. <sighs> this time next week, we'll, we're going to... Oh, mate. This time next no. week, we're all going to better look, turn around and be like, what on earth are we talking about, <laughs> mate? What rubbish <laughs> are we spouting? You know. Mate. You know. Well, that's what we thought, big boy. Mate. Dude. Let's see what the gangsters over at the Bantina. Boom, 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 boom. Shall Let's we go and get a drink? Uh, lead the way, mate. Let's uh, have a little look in this Bantina here. There's lots, and there's lots of people gone missing today. It's almost like they're trying to avoid spoilers. They've gone on hiatus. Yeah, it's like it's like deadly silent. But nevertheless, <laughs> as per earlier, we'll have two blue moons. I think it'd be um, yes. dodgy not to, right? It'd be dodgy not to. Tasty blue moon. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, we took social media and lots of other avenues of communication, and we asked you guys on Twitter um, whether the Rise of Skywalker would stick the landing. The results were... 23% saying no and 77% of you saying yes. It's quite, that's, that's a chunky amount of people saying yeah. no, but still the majority, the vast majority saying yes. I'm, I'm in the camp. I think it will do. Even if it's not, it doesn't have to be the best Star Wars film out of all the nine. It's just got to be satisfying, like JJ said. Um, so, as Luke mentioned earlier, what do the greatest listeners in the galaxy have to say? That's you guys. What have you enjoyed the most about the build-up to the Rise of Skywalker? Well, Brock Bellinger and Lucas Jolly went with the mystery of Palpatine and his return. How he's been involved the whole time. And Alex Jessup said the anticipation. Sam Rocky Dog said that literally anything could happen in the Rise of Skywalker. There's so many theories. Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast and KT120 also said... The fans theorising. And Becky Jackson has said, I can't wait to see Richard E. Grant. And neither can I. Yeah, up next, the safer said the trailers. Um, on next, Captain Peanut. The fact I've seen the whole movie from the <laughs> trailers. Yeah, it has felt a little bit like that last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Josh Skywalker saying, it feels like a proper good buy. Amen, mate. Obi Don Kenobi, Joe Castor, who, and Vindiana Jones. They likened the hype to that of the Force Awakens, which is what we mentioned, and it is. And Samuel Allen's uh, has enjoy- he's enjoyed the cast interviews, the recent spoiler close calls, which we're all mm. going to have, and hopes that we get an amazing finale to this four-year banger of a journey. 
Yeah, and then finally, we got our friend over at Star Wars Podcast who said talking and speculating and sharing the excitement with fellow fans. Dude, I could not agree more with that. Uh, followed by Sacred Something by Kara saying, listening shows like yours or ours, thank you, Kara, thank you. and speculating with friends and making zines. Thank you so much, Kara. And yes, you are spot on. Bring on the nine. And those zines are something else. Yep, yeah, so thank you very much for that, guys. Again, we had a lot more, so everybody else who contributed, thank you so much for that. Moving on now, we mentioned Patreon. Uh, every every episode, we go through our Patreon questions, which you guys at a certain tier can give in. $3 and above, you get a question on the main show. So, Blilo, let's walk into the Patreon area. What did? What's the first question we got, mate? Right, our spicy and naughty patrons uh, lined up some naughtiness for us this week. We got Matthew Bell, who asked, <clears throat> between all the trailers and TV spots for The Rise of Skywalker, we still haven't seen any footage of the Sith Troopers. Why do you think this might be? Are they so important to the plot they can't be shown or as underused or inconsequential as Phasma? Um, now, I've... I was under the impression, Matthew, that we've actually seen the Sith Troopers in, in glimpses in the most recent TV like spots. A brief, a brief second or two, yeah. Yeah, um, so short answer is it could be either. Um, they, it, I think they're messed up. I think they want this episode to stand out from the saga. And one of the ways you do that is creating something strong and iconic visually and the sith troopers are doing that exactly right people will look at sith trooper they'll think the rise of skywalker right yeah. and that, and that's always something to to bear in mind um i think it could have something to do with with the plot the reason i say that is because of the name mm-hmm. kylo is not a sith there's no, only one there's only one sith been mentioned in this in this film whether it's the marketing <laughs> script whatever that is chancellor palpatine or Darth Papa. Sidious, right? Papa, yes. big Papa. So that's my that's that's my answer. <laughs> I think they look great, but I reckon they'll be fodder. I think I think they I reckon I think they'll be more efficient than the regular tighty whitey troopers. But I don't think they'll be given much to do in a movie that's already got so much to do. I think they'll look cool. I think they'll wreck shop a little bit, but I don't. In the end, I think they'll just be glorified stormtroopers who are just there to look cool but and they do look cool i've said it before i think they look wicked but i can't get seen see them being given that much to do but um, yeah good question thank you matthew uh, we also have one from paul buckle who said uh, to celebrate the rise of skywalker what would be your top three gifts to receive whether it's an original falcon toy or raised dark saber what would it be um so for me in no particular order I'd have, I'd want a, a obviously a replica of Palpatine's lightsaber from Revenge of the Sith because that is a thing of beauty. That is pure Sith deliciousness. Pose jacket from The Force Awakens, the one he gave to Finn. You're a good man, Finn. I'd wear that. I'd wear the hell out of that jacket if I could. I think it's lovely. And uh, last mm. one would be that rare Boba Fett toy, simply just so I could flog it and get rich. Oh, you spicy boy. Good answer. Simple as that, mate. Good no pretense answer. There. <laughs> I respect the hustle. Um, <laughs> Paul, great question, man. Um, for myself, it would be something in the set. Um, like what Matt said, I'm thinking probably one of the lightsabers or a blaster or something. Something I could just like pop shelf mm-hmm. or, a, or, or shelf or whatever, a cupboard. And um, it, it's not like so obvious, but people would just look at it and then take another second look and be like, oh, 
what on earth is Hello that there. naughtiness over there? Hello there. And um, yeah, so I'll be like, oh yeah, that's from uh, Souls episode nine. That would be so good, so good. Um, so yeah, that that would be one of them. I'm also thinking one of those... I'm going to be real boring, but one of those like exclusive like Black Series figures, something like that. Or Hot Toys of, or something. Yeah, like the Sith Trooper oh, or something mate. like Or, yeah, yeah, the Hot Toys. That would be amazing. Um, and then thirdly, for me, it would have to be like some... You, I was... I mean, I don't know if it's going to be the same for, for this episode, but in episode eight, Ryan Johnson took loads of on-set pictures that were gorgeous with his film <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. camera. I would love like a stash of those, just black and That's white. That's a brilliant answer. That like that would be amazing. Did they ever How get released uh, it properly? I'm sure uh, they said it's going to. I think, I think so. Don't quote me on them. Like 50th time I've said that this podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, don't. <laughs> We're quite don't, in all of these, don't mate. Don't quote me on that. But um, yeah, that yeah, on the sixteenth of December you said yeah. this, and um, and then I also really like custom artwork too. So, yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of custom artwork as well, mate. Ah, <laughs> uh, you naughty boy. I'll, I'll get on with it. <laughs> um, yeah, Sean Hudson um, with his last question. Adding uh, to Jibber Jabber's list of who makes it out alive, uh, he, he quotes, uh, or brackets, love the Patreon Extra shows, by the way. Um, Thanks, mate. Does Baby Yoda make it out of Mandalorian Series 1? Keep it spicy, ex-drink, dab, 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 dab. Um, yeah. He's going to make it out. They're not going to kill off a baby. Surely. <laughs> Surely they're not going to kill off a baby. You put it like that. Surely. And that, is, uh, that, ooh, that, that yeah. thing is a little money. Even if they were, were going to kill it off, mate, you just know for a fact they've quickly reshot like, that scene where they kill it off. They've gone full Poe Dameron on him and they're like, yeah, no, you're coming back, exactly. mate. You're coming so, back. No, I, I don't think so, Sean. But good, good question, man. Yeah. Anything happens to Baby Yoda, I think the world will implode. I think it's actually Ryan Johnson shared a still from season two, which showed Baby Yoda in it. So he's surviving season. Whether he'll be with the Mando or with the Imperials yeah. at the end of season one, I don't know. But he's make, he's definitely making out of this season. But where he goes and what impact he has on the story going forward, no idea because he's quite a fairly big presence yeah. in the in the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. But I think I, he's I definitely agree. making out I of agree, season man. one. I agree. So that's it. Those are our Patreon questions. And of course, you get access to all our bonus shows, uh, all our questions, videos, pictures, and all that banter. Um, go to www.patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Get yourself on there. From as little as $2 a month, you can get all this uh, amazing spicy content. Um, but there's another reason why you should be a Patreon. Because you get access um, to amazing giveaways. And speaking of giveaways, to celebrate the release of the last episode of Skywalker Saga, we're going to be giving one of, well, not one of, actually. Mm. Is it, Matt? No, it's not. It's, it's not. everyone. It's everyone. Everyone who is a patron in the month, any tier, any tier in the month of December is going to receive a gift from, from Matt and I to say thank you for supporting our show to say thank you for investing in us, believing in us, and supporting us. From the bottom of it means the absolute world to us. We, yep. we have had the absolute honour and pleasure collaborating with a dear friend of the podcast, um, Josh Glover. He's an amazing artist. Each of our patrons this month are going to get an exclusive 
hand-drawn artwork print of C-3PO and R2-D2 on the Tatooine desert. The patrons get access to this and they get it sent to their doors through. Right, so if you're a patron and we don't know your address or haven't put it on the Patreon website, send it to us and we'll get that sent to you as soon as mm -hmm. possible. No cost or anything because you're a patron. Yeah. Um, and also the patrons get an exclusive one, right? So these are going to be the only ones made in the whole world where it's it's the standard C-3PO and R2 um, um, print or drawing that, that Josh does, um, but it's in embroiled in gold. So it has it gold detail. So good. It. And I'm not just saying it's that. It genuinely looks really, gorgeous. really very good. It's gorgeous. So look at our social media if you want to look at what it's going to look like, okay? Because honestly, it, it is beautiful. So each one of our fortunate patrons are going to get this amazing bit of art to celebrate the end of this amazing story um, and it's our absolute pleasure to do so but if you aren't a patron and you know not being funny you don't want to be a patron mm -hmm. that's fine that's fine too because so collaborating with josh for an amazing deal if you want a non-exclusive one that isn't embroiled in gold you can actually go to josh's website and order yourself one with 30% off. So his website is www.jgloverart.wordpress.com. J-G-L-O-V-E-R-art.wordpress.com. Um, and please use the code Star Wars Sessions and you'll get 30% off. And that's free postage and packaging worldwide. Guys, just go and look at his like, website and look at this this picture you will fall in love with it for this time of year it is especially like with the release of the film it is the perfect thing to purchase um free worldwide postage packaging or just you know look look at the patron consider one of them because it is absolutely gorgeous and we talk about all these things that you can buy at any shop you know this is a special crafted thing and it's absolutely gorgeous. So there we go. Another reason. Sign up for our spicy Patreon. Yes, indeed it is. And it really is a very lovely bit of artwork. Um, it's So yeah, go to jgloverarts.wordpress.com in the, in the code to redeem a code. Star Wars Sessions, all one word. Star Wars Sessions. You'll get 30% off the non-exclusive print. All of you lovely patrons are going to get one sent to you as soon as possible. Send us your details, like Luke said, if we haven't got them. And we'll get that out to AS. AP, just as a little gratitude for supporting the show and helping us grow uh, and like we've mentioned, equipment and everything. So thank you guys. We're very pleased with that and thank you to Josh Glover for jumping on board the Essex Falcon and being able to collaborate and us to collaborate with him. And We can't wait to do more in the future so we hope you enjoy it and uh, yeah, we'll put those out on socials for you. We've also got our YouTube channel which is getting up and running now. We've said that before but now we've actually got videos on there. We've got other stuff. Our MCM Comic Con interviews are up there and they're, going, they're, going, they're still going up there now interviews with people there we've got a couple of book reviews i put one on there for force collector over the weekend we've got our worldwide hype vid uh, video as well you guys sent us your reactions and emotions and excitement for the rise of skywalker we've collated them it's epic basically go listen to it it's about 13 minutes long doesn't sound like a long time but trust me by the end of it you'll be weeping it's fantastic so go check that out just search star wars sessions on youtube um subscribe to us and you'll uh, you'll hear about all the new videos when they go up mate naughty and talking of naughty the guy with the naughtiest voice in either hemisphere 
Let's hear well, another new poem, another another one of uh, Curtis's new scribes. It's Curtis Smith with a lovely new poem called Yes, My Master. Very nice. Yes, my master. Very nice. Come over here, Vader. Check out my new throne. It's real father leather. The trim is all chrome. It's got massage and a heated seat, too. You should give it a try. You would love Shiatsu. Snug in my chair with cackles and grins. I will plot devastation. Hey, look, it spins. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry. Always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. Thank you, Vader and Palps. It's pretty fitting with Palps coming back one more time, and hopefully Vader slash Anakin Curtis, as we all know, is the only he's the only man who can watch the radio. He's a top man. Always Vader. Always Papa Palps, always Curtis, always a naughty, spicy, poetic legend. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, the last game of Star Wars Sessions before we all go see a little film called Star Wars Episode 9. Um, it's my turn to host this one. Are you ready, you naughty little boy? I think all, I say every week, all, but I all think you need so, mate. is your brain and an opinion, okay? Now, mm-hmm. this show, this I show is called Why You Always Crying. <laughs> Jason Derulo, yes. You crying? So, okay, so basically, um, I'm going to say something, and I'm going to say you crying, and it's in the context of seeing episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker, for the first time. Okay? Right. Ready? Yep. Ray dies. You crying? Yes. Okay, Luke appears. You crying? No. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Naughty boy. <laughs> Pins which one? You, um, obviously. Oh, you. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Um, Finn accidentally drops a grenade and explodes. Are you crying? With laughter. <laughs> With laughter. Yeah, you know, yeah. you uh, kn- yes. Okay, okay. Um, all right. <laughs> Rose calls Poe a dummy. Are you crying? Oh, mate. I'll be, uh, I would generally be upset, not in a, not in a good way. With pain. Yes. With? Ex- yes. Anguish. Excruciating pain. And I love pain. Rose. Yeah. <laughs> big <laughs> big boy Papa Palps is Ray's family. You crying? Oh, mate. Yeah, I would. Oh, that'd be, that be mental. Okay. All right. There is another fat off fake Death Star. You crying? Oh, again, in absolute pain, desperation, and just, sh- sh- and yeah, definitely, in a, in a nutshell, yes, not well, I would not be happy of that. <laughs> right, okay, sad boy Kylo dies, you crying? Um, oh, yeah, depending, but depending on how it goes, yes, depending on the execution. Depend- oh, <laughs> yes. Okay, naughty boy. Um, okay, Anakin appears. Yes! You crying? Into my popcorn. Yes. Boy. Feels of the prequel trilogy. Boy. Takes you back to being a teenager again. Oh, good times. Lando dies. You crying? Ooh. That's a good one, mate, because I think he might do. 
Again, uh, if it go if, if he goes down in a blaze of glory with the Falcon and Chewie, yes. All right, mate. Two more. Yes, okay. you try him. Probably, yeah, I think so, yeah, because it would be quite sad, I think. Well, it would be, obviously, yeah, but uh, with obviously Carrie, what's, with Carrie Fisher and all, yeah, it would be, be poignant, I think. Last one, mate. Ben Solo is poetically, beautifully redeemed. You crying. <sighs> no. Ooh. Because, again, I just, it's, that's one of the things that I think most people, even if they don't want it to happen, uh, believe it might do. Mm. There's just as much chance that it mm. won't do that they'll keep him evil, if you will, or torment, tormented. Yeah. But I believe he will be redeemed, so it would have to be very poetic. Okay, that's a fair answer. That's a fair answer. Now, now, finally, the film's ended. Yep. It's done. The nine films right. are done. It's over. This year, two years, and many years of waiting. It's all done. Do you honestly think over 50%, under 50%, do you think they'll tear going down little Matt Hudson's face? Well, 50%? Possibly, yeah, mm. because I think the way they they way they could there's so many ways they could end this that would just that basically get everybody satisfied and tug on the old heartstrings that there's a good chance that they could go for that kind of ending and yeah there's a there's a chance of it and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sitting down when the film starts thinking about this podcast as well of all those shows we've done yeah. leading up to it speaking of yourself speaking of the fans and everybody and Come listeners and. <laughs> That's going to be going through my head, man. <laughs> Comic Con, yeah, mate. Yeah. It was on like Comic Con, even goes up to the BBC and all yeah. that. But, um, and other stuff we've got planned this week. Just all that, I'm going to be thinking. It's all led to this moment, and mate, I wouldn't say no. What about yourself? I'm going to throw it back to you. Fifty percent. Yeah, I'm. I think there mm-hmm. is a chance. I think there's a chance, but it's all going to be shock, isn't it? It's all going to be yeah. just shocking. A lot of it. And I can't wait, mate. I can't wait. And um, leading up to this, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. I right back at you, my man. That goes to everyone listening as well. We are we're, we're not over, of course, but in terms of the Skywalker saga, this is the final podcast of the forty-two years Skywalker saga. Anything afterward is when the saga's wrapped up, which is a strange thing to say when you think about it. So yes, to you and everybody listening, it's been it's been a ride, but we've still got a lot more long way to go, mate. Yeah, absolutely. That ends this week's game. Great, yeah, great idea, time. mate. Um, I'll tell you next week if any of those came true as well. <laughs> yeah, thanks. We'll, we'll find out. Gibbering we'll find out. We can always go back. I've, I've, I've written them down on my notepad so we can find yeah. out what Do you know what? what? I'm looking forward to going Not back only. to our, our speculation and what we thought yeah, was going to happen. I know, right? right. I know. That's going to be banter. I might have a cheeky little listen this week and, and note some, jot, some, jot some memories down and say to you, do you remember when you said this was going to happen and it did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Course, You're maybe. right. We'll see, mate. We will we'll do, see. Well, well, unfortunately, now, what is over? What is over is this episode. That's the final Skywalker Saga episode. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Definitely not us, mate. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. They can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions with the S on the end this time. That's at Star Wars Sessions on Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a voice note or a naughty little message to our email address, which is SWS at what I watch tonight.co.uk. SWS at what I watch tonight. 
www.thepodcast.co.uk. And if you want to support the show further, please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. We're on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast, you're going to find us there. And if you love our show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice. And head over to Podchaser, podchaser.com. It's the IMDB of, for podcasts, and it's awesome. Uh, so drop us a review on there too, if you wouldn't mind. It helps us out more than you know. And as you know, we just love hearing from you guys. Yeah, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell the bloke who jumped down uh, this shaft on the Death Star but has managed to survive. We don't know how, <laughs> he says, but he's no done it. Tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier. Duh, sp- sp- spicy up. Tell George Lucas whilst you're at it. This is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, it's see ya on the other side. And from Luke, may the force be with you. Always. They are Essex-based podcast heroes. 